Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, I'm Morning in America's Nick Smith, and I'm so happy you're joining me for this edition of In the Mix. Here at News Nation, we cover a lot of news, but there are always a few stories that land on my heart. Here's where I share those with you, as well as extra content that didn't make the cut during Morning in America, but I always find room to add it to In the Mix. Welcome to In the Mix with Nick Smith. If you've seen anything that we've done, I can tell you there are a couple of things that probably stood out to you recently. And that was all this controversy over that energy drink Prime. Prime is an energy drink that is, uh, was made popular by uh, two pop icons of sorts, Logan Paul, um, who is known for his like taking it into the ring and uh, doing his whole thing where he's uh, really big on social media and KSI, who is uh, another pop influencer. Well, they came up with a drink uh, that was really popular with uh, kids and millennials, and um, it drew a lot of controversy recently simply because it became the target of uh, ire by Senator Chuck Schumer. And Senator Chuck Schumer, as you know, is the majority leader, and he asked the FDA to look into that popular beverage because he says there's just too much caffeine in the drink. One of the people that he had speak at the conference was a mom who was holding her, her kids. And I mentioned this because I'm going to play the clip for you, but I have to tell you that one of the things that he mentioned was how uh, parents are just so upset because their kids are seeing this and they're being influenced by uh, these influencers, uh, Logan Paul and KSI, to want this drink. And so this mom stands there. She's like, my kid isn't even old enough to buy this stuff, but he sees it and he wants it. He sees it on the screen. And, you know, the reaction in the newsroom, we're sitting there, we're like, oh, wow. I, I said to myself, I said to one of my colleagues, <laughs> I don't want to put her on blast, but she's a mom. And uh, she she's, she's just hilarious. I said to her, I'm like, wow, I really feel bad for her. And um, I said, uh, her kids, are they really want this stuff. And what do you do? And she turned to me and she said, Nicholas, you tell them no. I run this house. And if I said you ain't having it, you ain't having it. They ain't even old enough to shop. Why is she upset over something they want that they've seen on TV and she's supposed to be the parent? 
I could not help but laugh because it was so, it was her, her response was just so simple to the whole thing. It just made me laugh. Anyway, that's the setup. We're talking about this drink prime. I want you to take a look at the, and listen to the story of, of all about why Senator Schumer was targeted by the FDA uh, to take a closer look. And, and we'll talk about it on the other side. One of the summer's hottest status symbols for kids is not an outfit, it's not a toy. It's a beverage, but buyer and parents beware because it's a serious health concern for the kids it so feverishly targets. And the problem here is that the product has so much caffeine in it that it puts Red Bull to shame. But unlike Red Bull, it is specifically targeted. The advertising campaign is targeted at kids under 18. I'm releasing a letter this morning asking the FDA to investigate Prime for, number one, its claims, number two, its marketing aimed at kids, and number three, its eye-popping caffeine content. So, listen, Prime has made it clear they don't even target uh, kids under 18, but as that mom kind of pointed out to you, it doesn't matter. Uh, her kids still want it. So, I don't know where this will go because, you know, over the past five years, sales in the energy drink business have surged from $12 billion to $19 billion. So that's a whole lot of money. There's just um, so much that we learned when doing and researching this story uh, that just really helped to bring it uh, to life. And we said, oh, we've got to go with this. We've got to run with this because clearly there are a lot of people. I work with a whole lot of them who start their days with a beverage um, usually a caffeinated beverage. I myself, I drink coffee. But the problem here is this uh, campaign to take a closer look, they're not worried about adults like you and me and many of us listening to this podcast. They're worried about kids because kids are easily influenced and so much caffeine just is not good for them. So a prime representative did tell News Nation that it's very important to distinguish between uh, the drinks on the market, uh, one of which is prime hydration. Uh, so not only is there prime energy, but there's prime hydration, uh, which is also popular among young consumers, and it does not contain any caffeine. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that story and see where it goes. But that's where things stand with that. I Again, I could not help but laugh when uh, as we're doing this story and I saw that sound clip and I wanted to add to my story about the um, the mom. And like I said, I turned to my colleague. I'm like, wow, I really feel sorry for her. What do you do in that situation? And when she made it so simple, like you tell them no, that's what you do in this situation. So, oh, shout out to my colleague whom I will not name because I don't want to embarrass her. But I tell you what, I may have to have her as a guest one day on the podcast because she really is funny. But, you know, I'm going to take a turn because we're going to go from funny to not so funny, which is another story that was really big this week. And I'm talking about uh, everything that happened at Northwestern. If you're paying attention at all, you know, uh, recently there's just been a lot of conversation about uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald, for those who do not know, um, is the coach, was the coach at Northwestern um, and the coach at their, for their famed football program. Now, I think the bigger story in all of this isn't the fact that um, this new information came to light, new information about hazing, new information about uh, possibly targeting uh, players of color. 
uh, Fitzgerald, who is white, um, who had been uh, really a beloved coach uh, for that program, really had a rapid fall from grace. And I think that's the prob- the thing that shocks me the most is how quickly uh, Pat Fitzgerald's downfall came. Um, because it turns out, you know, he had been the coach for like 17 years. And in the last two to three weeks, uh, it, it, there were accusations of hazing. Okay, got it. President suspends him. But then as there a deeper investigation goes and the newspaper, the, the, the newspaper there, the Daily Northwestern, that's the uh, student-run um, newspaper for the campus, they start digging and they start talking to former players and more information comes to light. And then just like that, that two-week suspension that Pat Fitzgerald was uh, under became a firing. And everybody's like, whoa, what just happened? But I'll tell you something else that really just stood out to me. Uh, and I will uh, play the story for you. What really stood out to me is how there weren't a lot of people out there defending. What happened was you had a couple of players say, oh, my God, he's a great guy. He's got great character. But there weren't people out there saying, no, this did not happen. And I found that um, telling in and of itself. Either way, I've kind of given you a lead up to it. Let's uh, take a listen to this story uh, that I, the report that I filed on the football program at Northwestern. Well, Northwestern University's embattled football coach Pat Fitzgerald is now out of a job over allegations that he was aware of hazing within that program, but didn't do enough to stop it. Fired after 17 seasons leading the Wildcats. Fitzgerald was first suspended for two weeks uh, following a university investigation. Then there was this new report that claimed the coaching staff actually enabled racism. Uh, Nick is here with more. What do, are we hearing anything from the coach, from his attorneys, from the school? Yes and no, Adrian. The coach has been limited in his response, but he has suggested that he may file a lawsuit because of wrongful termination. It's a shocking and saddening turn of events for a school considered by many to be among the top nation's universities. Adrian, we're talking about this all started on Saturday when the Daily Northwestern, the campus paper, published a former player's account of the alleged tasing, which included accusations of forced sexual acts. And after a months-long independent investigation into the claims, the university suspended Fitzgerald over the weekend, finding widespread knowledge of hazing among football players. But that investigation also concluded that there was not enough evidence to prove that coaches knew what was going on. But then a new twist came on Monday when several former players came forward with claims that Fitzgerald fostered a racist culture at Northwestern, including making black players cut their locks and making racist jokes at players' expense. In an exclusive interview, Bradley Locker, a Northwestern student and co-editor-in-chief of Wildcats blog Inside and You, told News Nation that it's unlikely Fitzgerald didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. So it feels short-sighted to say that Fitzgerald could not have known about this given his just involvement in overseeing every aspect of this program. Now, in a statement on Monday, University President Michael Schill said, quote, the culture in Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, was broken in others. In a statement of his own, Fitzgerald maintained he did not know about the hazing incidents and did not address the racism claims. He also alluded to potential legal action 
against a university over his sudden dismissal. Meanwhile, Northwestern now faces a time crunch to hire a new coach and get the program back on track. The Wildcats kick off their 2023 season at Rutgers on September 3rd. Adrian Markey. You know, we were careful not to uh, go into great details because of Morning in America. We don't, um, we try to be judicious in how um, uh, graphic we are with details. And I don't know that one needs to be uh, graphic in details because we often link uh, source information as to where people can read and further details. And until there's actually a, a criminal complaint filed, um, I think everything up until that point is just the information they've collected and uh, used, and they say, for their firing. Now, it's important to note uh, that uh, that investigation showed that um, they determined that it is not clear that Pat Fitzgerald was aware of anything that was happening with the hazing. Uh, however, others say there's no way he could not have known. But the their investigation did not find that he knew of any of the hazing happening. Uh, but because he was leader of that program, their argument is that he should have known what was happening. And uh, he was indeed uh, held held accountable and, and let go. Uh, literally, uh, the in, that, that independent investigation, so it was an investigation conducted by an organization outside of the university, um, found that, that had, there had indeed been a culture of, of hazing. And uh, there had been instances where uh, he, he, he told African-American players who had the uh, braids or the or the what we call locks um, that he wanted them to cut cut that hair and that there were uh, situations where um, it had gone on for so long that there is no way um, it could not have been known because uh, the investigation showed that there were players uh, who had separated from the school uh, five, six years ago who knew about different hazing instances. And so it's just, uh, it's a tough situation all the way around. And it's a tough situation for anybody who's a parent. Um, you know, you send your kids off to school. You want them to have the college experience. You want them uh, to see a bit of everything that life has to offer. And, you know, I think about my own college experience. And I don't know if because, you know, I... I, I went to a large university, that's, that's public uh, knowledge, and I can honestly say I think that um, I was fortunate in the fact that I was older by the time I went to school because, you know, I served in the military, so I used my GI Bill to pay for college. Um, so I missed out on a lot of the uh, experiences that maybe many of these 17, 18-year-olds uh, were experiencing, but I don't know that uh, anyone uh, anyone experiencing uh, things like this uh, should uh, feel shamed or not feel uh, comfortable in coming forward. I understand why they don't, but they should definitely be supported uh, if they uh, have an experience to share and, um, and if they feel as though they have been uh, violated or compromised in any kind of way. All I know is that they're going to have to figure out something because they're... Um, Definitely in a situation that had not been familiar with them. You know, by our own reporting, uh, we, we, we know that Fitzgerald had been uh, signed to a contract to, through like 2030, I believe. Um, and uh, he had just signed like a 10-year, $57 million contract extension to keep him at the school. So now, not only is Northwestern looking for a new coach, 
but they got to figure something out before they start the uh, the fall because football season's right around the corner. And at the end of the day, uh, they're going to need to figure out what they're going to do because that team is rudderless right now. Players want to know who their coach is or players may defect and go to other schools. Uh, the program alumni want to know what's happening. And uh, yeah, there is a definitely a chilling effect across Northwestern right now. And it's something they're going to definitely have to take a closer look at. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. If you have watched Morning in America for any time now, and I'm going to say, if you haven't, why haven't you? Come on, give us a try. <laughs> I know so many people have their morning routine. Well, we'd like to be part of your morning routine. And I say this because I've been there since the show started. You know, we launched back in September of 2020. Wow, one now? Wow, really just cannot believe it's been that long. Uh, but it also seems just like yesterday. Um, yesterday, all my dreams were so far away. Um, the, you, you know, that's something else we do. I grew up in a house where everybody sang. So if somebody would say something, you immediately went off into a riff of a song that came to mind. Um, but I, I, I digress. The point is, I, I said all that to say, if you've been watching the show anytime now, you'll know that... Um, I've often talked about my military service and how I consider that to be uh, one of the most important things I've ever done. Definitely uh, one of the things I'm proudest of, swearing an oath to the Constitution, serving this country. Um, so anytime I have an opportunity to do stories about veterans or veterans programs, I am all over it uh, because I just feel like um, one of the shortcomings we have as a country, one of the shortcomings uh, we have as veterans who have served is that we don't talk enough about the value of service. We don't talk enough about the uh, personal and emotional rewards that come with service. And I feel like we could all do a better job at doing that. And so I had an opportunity to speak with a group um, at the Veteran Business Project, and uh, is, they're just amazing. Nick, what is the Veteran Business Project? Well, the Veteran Business Project is uh, a group of veterans who literally work to mentor other veterans. What happens when you're in the military, let me tell you something, when you sign up, uh, if you're enlisted or if you are, are commissioned as an officer, what tends to happen is, while you're serving in the military, everything is structured. From the time you get up, from the time you go to bed, you, your your military occupation or your military specialty uh, or what we call an MOS, your job, all of that is pre-designed, all of that is pre-ordained. All you need to do is be there, be a good soldier and be ready, right? So military readiness uh, is centered on you being a good soldier. What does that mean? That means being military ready, being 
uh, one who receives and follows orders well, one who shows up on time, one who performs his duty, one who understands that the mission is to defend this country. You do that by being a good soldier. You do that by deploying to the different places uh, where you're called to serve. You do that by following the chain of command. When everything is organized for you, including the exit, what do you do once you've exited? What do you mean? Well, the discharge happens. You know you're going to discharge on X date, and then that's it. That's literally it. Nick Smith, thank you for your service. Here are your discharge papers or your DD-214. Um, that's the military document that you are given upon exit from the military. And that's it. No one tells you where to be. No one tells you what your job is. No one tells you what to do. There is no more of that structure uh, with which you have become familiar. And that's why this particular story spoke to my spirit. The Veterans Benefit Program, Business Project, excuse me, the Veterans Business Project, what they do is they work with veterans who have separated to help them, I wrote this line, go from special ops to owner operators. What do you mean? Well, listen to the story and let's talk about it on the other side. For more than a decade, uh, the Veteran Business Project has guided veterans through the steps of starting their own companies. So today, they have helped transform more than 400 service members into entrepreneurs. And our very own Nick Smith, also a veteran, has more. Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays. Democracy, bravery, and prosperity are all woven into the fabric of the American flag. Being a patriot is very important to me, not just because I serve my country, because I believe in the process and our people. But it's unity that inspires veteran Erica Katz and spoken word organization, The People Tree. We find ourselves a very, think specifically in this time, being kind of divided. And we are that connecting factor. The People Tree helps community members share their stories. And with each tale, a connection. The mission, assisting active duty service members in their return to civilian life, a process that for some may be as foreign as the areas to which they were deployed. Where do I go? What do I do? And then once you're there, how do I connect? While these men and women have bravery down, helping them find their voice and their way after service can be a different battle. But no veteran fights alone. Uh, it's the connection. That's where Jennifer Sloan and the Veteran Business Project step in. In the military, we're not we're never alone. Um, and so having that connection that, hey, I've got someone to my left or right that is going through the same challenges as me. These two gentlemen that you see on the screen here today have been my mentors and have helped me tremendously. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello, Thanks, Joe. Joe. Good to be here. The group provides crucial mentorship and resources to connect former service members with experienced entrepreneurs with the goal of launching their own business, like Rosie's Home Cooking. It's the way that we are trained. We, we fight as a team. We go into battle as a team, not as an individual. Owner and retired Marine Lynn Lauder was awarded a Purple Heart for his service in Vietnam and wants to see vets go from special ops to owner-operator. Small business is still the backbone of the American economy, and it's important for people to know that. He and other vets meet regularly at the restaurant, whose name was inspired by Rosie the Riveter and her depiction of American strength and grit 
during World War II. The reason we can stand here and even have this conversation is because for decades, people have come into the military, served this nation, put themselves in harm's way, and it's those people, the average people, everyday people, that have kept the wolf away from America's door since 1775. Nick Smith, News Nation. Very important reminder, uh, there is always a next chapter after serving in the military, and it's nice to see that there are programs available for people to live their best life. And that's it. So not only are there veterans who are working with other vets to make sure, hey, not only are you not alone, I've got your six, I've got your back. When someone says they've got your six, if you're uh, facing north, me having your six means I'm right at your back facing south. So you don't have to worry about what's behind you because I've got that covered. That's what we say in the military. Hey, I've got your six. So to say that I've got your six says right there, hey, I've got your back. You're not in this alone. You ain't got to worry about it. This is what we're going to do together and we're going to take care of it together. So that's why um, having veterans who are part of the program that helps to train and teach other veterans is so important. It's a nonprofit um, and it's all about that mentorship. One of the things that Lynn Louder that you heard uh, speak in the piece talk about, he's the uh, veteran who is also decorated uh, for his time in combat during World War II. Um, I'm sorry, uh, during his time in service. You know, Lynn talks about how it's more important to help soldiers who discharge and mentor them by helping them sometimes, in most cases, take over a business that's already up and running rather than start from scratch. And I remember asking him like, why, why is that? And he's like, Nick, because we can establish that one-on-one -on -one relationship between that veteran and what he, uh, what he or she is looking to do in a business that's up and running. Sometimes that business is something that some civilian or some other family member has started and uh, like his business, it was a diner run by family um, that the kids no longer want to be in that business. They didn't want to be in this was mom and dad's dream. This isn't ours. I'm moving to California. A veteran can come in, take over this operation that's already up and running, structure it like the experience they had in the military where this is the time you punch in. This is what I need you to do. This is what I need uh, to happen over here. That they have something that is familiar that is needing that structure. That structure that they left in the military that they are sometimes seeking outside of the military. And then that's where coming into an operation that's already up and running, needing that structure really works for them. So as part of the program, uh, what the program does, what Veterans Business Project does is they help partner those veterans with the right business or the business idea that they have that may need that kind of leadership that's already up and running. And by having mentors, you can kind of walk them through uh, what could be pitfalls for others and, and again, remind them that, hey, this might trip up somebody else. Let me tell you how this won't trip you up. What do you mean? For example, uh, one of the things he talked about was worker shortage. Well, in the military, what we learned is also there are ways to prep and work around that, right? Anytime you have a fewer 
uh, fewer soldiers or fewer uh, members of service who are uh, active and ready, uh, you find a way to either remove that particular job from the program or have more people shift around so that everything is covered. And these are just tools that many of the veterans could take into uh, a business for themselves. So yeah, the Veterans at Business Project uh, just spoke to me. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I love the fact that um, veterans have a history of just like uh, starting successful businesses and to date, to date, like I, I said in the piece, they've, they've, they've already gotten more than 400 uh, veterans up and running with their own businesses. So yeah, I love that. And if you're listening to this, you know something happening with veterans or veterans program that I don't know about, don't hesitate to let me know. When Nick, how do I do that? Well, you can email me, all the good stuff. Listen guys, this is exactly what In The Mix will be about every week. I want to just kind of wrap up things that I've been talking about or things that I've seen this week that just touched me and hopefully they touched you too. So if you got a question or simply want to sound off on something you saw on News Nation this week, drop me an email, nsmith at newsnationnow.com. Be sure to include the city where you're located uh, because your note may be included on an episode of In The Mix. And don't forget, you can always watch me and my Morning in America family on News Nation weekdays, starting at 6 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. Central. And don't know where to watch us? Well, go to www.joinnewsnation.com. Enter your zip code in that little white box there that you'll see at the bottom, and the channel finder will show you where the broadcast channel is in your area. But don't forget, we're also on all the streamers, Hulu, Roku, and YouTube TV. Again, I'm Nick Smith. This is In The Mix, and I'll talk to you soon.